Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Iconic Doll Cast. My name is Sage, your host. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed the first few episodes of this new venture as much as I have. Last time, we did a brief background on the Iconic Spice Girl dolls. And today, I am talking with Adam Weatherly. And Adam is a huge Spice Girl fan, and he is a massive Spice Girl doll collector. He has over 600 different Spice Girl dolls in his collection. This includes the officially released dolls, bootleg dolls. He's trying to get a hold of the prototypes. It's just, it's an amazing, amazing collection. We had so much fun in our discussion. We talked about everything from how the doll was imagined, how the doll was produced. We talked about sketchy business, and it was just an amazing conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Adam Weatherly about the Spice Girl dolls. All right, so today I am joined by Adam Weatherly, the ultimate doll collector. Adam, thank you so much for being on this episode I'm going to start with a question that is difficult, but I, I want to get the background on your history with the Spice Girls. So who's your favorite Spice Girl? I, don't, I, can't, I can't pick a favorite. I like them all equally. I figured you would say that because I was thinking about, I always really liked Ginger Spice growing up, but obviously as time has gone, I've come to just love all of them. And I would definitely croak if I saw any of them in real life. Like they're all my favorite. You know, I mean, as a kid, I feel like I was always torn between Scary and Ginger. Uh, but even then, like, I still liked all of them. Because there's a lot of fans that just like specifically one girl. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I like all of them. Well, what's really cool about the Spice Girls is that they all are so individual. That, like, there is there is something for everyone. But I... I just think they're all so intriguing. It just works so well with them together that, I mean, they're the most successful girl group of all time. So obviously something there works, but almost every other girl group, I can pick a favorite like instantly. But with the Spice Girls, I'm like, they're all great. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's probably due to me just being obsessive too. I couldn't just like one, I have to like all of them. How, how did you find out about the Spice Girls? Like what, where did it all start? I I remember there were some girls at school that had um, the wannabe single. And I remember them like discussing between each other which Spice Girl they were going to be. 
but I was always very shy and quiet and I didn't want to ask anything. And oddly enough, when I went home that evening, I remember my parents telling me that they had saw, you know, the Spice Girls on MTV and they're like, you're going to love them. And I remember I kept waiting to see the wannabe video, but I never did. I don't know. I didn't see it until like whenever the hour of girl power VHS came out. Um, but the first thing I saw was Say You'll Be There, and I was instantly hooked. And it was on VH1. That was, what, their second single right after yeah. Wannabe? Yeah. It's crazy how, like, nowadays we can just look it up, and it's just right there um, for us. And, I, I mean, I totally relate to what you said. Back in the day, you used to have to wait for that music video to come on or that song on the radio. And sometimes you'd be waiting a long time, but, like, now you want to watch say you'll be there you can do, it's just a click away right if i would have only had that as a kid i would have drove my parents nuts i did anyway but um you know it had just been so much easier and there was a girl on my school bus and she had the spice album but she like made a cassette copy of it for me and because i didn't actually get the spice album until the christmas i got spice world so it was like a while before I even had it. <laughs> I got Spice World first, and then I got the other one. You know, um, well, as I always say, we were always too poor. So, like, I didn't get it until uh, way after. But, uh, again, I still had the cassette, so I still knew all the songs. And, yeah, just wasn't, it sucked having to rewind it over. And I still have that cassette, too. <laughs> it's still, like, it still plays, so... So I know it's hard to pick a favorite Spice Girl. And so this next question is probably going to be pretty difficult too. What is your favorite Spice Girl doll? Nah, well, my Entour Victoria is the first one I got. So for sentimental reasons, she's, you know, always my favorite. And she had the long hair. She hadn't cut it yet. The stop video hadn't come out or anything. So, um, and I remember freaking out when I saw that there was a difference. Uh I, I love the concert collection ones just because of like all the holofoil paper on the inside, like the inserts, the colors. It's just so good. But I really love the Viva Forever, like both sets. They're just beautiful. Um, packaging, just everything. Overall, they're great. The only problem is no ginger. My first one was Mel C. It was the On Tour collection. And I got her for my seventh birthday. And I wanted ginger spice, but when we went, when it was like time for me to get the doll, all they had was Mel C. That's no shade because I was obsessed with her. And then my grandparents got me that like box, the box set with all five of them for Christmas that year, was, which was just a few months later. I would have, the only way I even knew about that set was VH1. I just remember them, I don't know what it was on. It might have been like the news segment or something, and they were just showing all the merchandise. And again, I only had access to the internet occasionally at school. I still have those print-offs too. Like I have the old paper that's like attached, you know, like you have to tear apart. And anytime they would let us on the computer, that's what I would print <laughs> is just photos of them. But um I wanted Ginger too. The only reason I got onto a posh is because that's what was on the shelf. And I was lucky to get that because I never saw the first um, the Girl Power dolls in the store. They were sold out instantly. I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either. I My first set was the on tour, Mel C. Yeah. The one with the uh, red top. 
And then I'm just looking now. My Victoria has long hair too, but I do know that there's, we're going to get into variations because with these Spice Girl dolls, the variation, I mean, you have over 600 of them. So clearly there's, there's something going on there. I'm nowhere near done. And I think that Victoria alone, I think she's, she has the most variations. I actually don't even know the exact number, but by my, you know, standards, there's like over 40 different versions of her. To me, Victoria is the best looking one of the set. I think she looks the most realistic. I mean, I love all of them, but it's mainly due to her dress. I feel like most people are obsessed with that dress just because it's, you know, the Spice World. (laughs) It's somewhere behind me. Um, You know, it was a good look. It looks just like her, though. Yeah. So what, like, attracted you to the Spice Girls? Like, why the Spice Girls? I mean, I know they're iconic, but, like, did it just change your life? Because it definitely changed mine. I got the Spice Girls cassette when I was a kid, like, right before I got the dolls. And it just, it took took over. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) If you look on my Instagram or anything and see what I looked like in school, I was uh, I was the weird kid, even like in the middle of the weird kids, because I had like really long hair because I like to hide behind it because I still have anxiety, <laughs> social problems. But, you know, they made everybody feel like it's OK to be different. And I feel like that's I think most fans all say the same thing. I would 100% agree. I I used to bring my Spice Girl doll to school every single day. And like, you I know. Would, I, I never opened mine as a kid. That is discipline. Well, I mean, my brother, like, well, everyone in my family collects, but mainly my brother, like, taught me everything. And he's like, no, don't open this. Leave it the way, <laughs> way it is. So, um but the other reason is just because they were like cartoon characters come to life. And I always... Like, I love, you know, Dolly and Elvira and Pee Wee Herman. Anybody that is like a cartoon, I'm instantly obsessed with. I can't help it. Like, I'm just drawn to that. <laughs> Life is boring and dull, and they're all, like, you know, colorful and fun. So. so, as a collector, like, what are you looking for when you're tracking these dolls down? Like, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly anymore. Mainly, I'm just the prototypes are always my top concern only because I want to find them to take care of them because if they've not been kept at the right temperatures, uh, you know, they're ruined. And (laughs) like when you were asking me what kind of got me into it, I just remember seeing the prototype dolls on the news because it was such a huge news story. They were on the cover of like every newspaper. Um, All the news stations had it like, the next the next few evenings because they revealed them in London on the 16th of October. So then like 17th and 18th is, um, that's when most of the newspapers had them. And so I knew what prototypes were. And plus they, they still weren't actually in production when they were shown. Those were just prototypes because I don't think people realize how quickly they worked. Like they literally made the whole doll line within like just a few months and normally that's like a whole year's worth of work uh so it was impressive that they got as many out as they did but I always looked for that set because they have clay heads and little wigs and I remember seeing Antique Roadshow and they were talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and they threw them all in the trash and the secretary for Rankin Bass 
got some of them out and took them home. And they would use them as decorations every holiday. And she stored them in the attic and they all melted. And all that survived was Rudolph and Santa. But I always am afraid of that. I'm like, if these people didn't realize those were clay heads, they're all ruined. You know, they've, and I couldn't even tell you how much time I have put in to trying to find those. I wrote Galoob when I was 13 asking for those. Still, every time I think I may have figured out who has them, they don't. And I mean, whoever's got them, I really doubt they will let me have them. I just want to hold them. And I have scraps and pieces of them. I have, you know, parts of the fabric and things like that. But I've even contacted every photographer that was there that day. And just to see if they have photos because they belong to the Associated Press and they cost money. So um, I've only gotten like three photos so far. They also had to RSVP by um, fax. And I've tried to see if anyone still has those they they said specifically that they treated that event as if there was a terrorist attack that was going to happen. There were no other celebrities allowed to be there. Um, you couldn't bring anyone with you. You had to like be checked as you went in, and you were only there just to take photos of those dolls. When the dolls first arrived to stores in England, they had armored guards like with them, so people wouldn't. Well, remember Tickle Me Elmo? People were like attacking the truck drivers and like robbing them for them so i guess they took that precaution had i've been old enough <laughs> that's what i i would have been on a flight to england to, to do just that <laughs> for people that don't know could you explain to me what a doll prototype is it's it's just what they use when trying to show what the doll is going to look like because there's also that weird thing between prototypes and samples because you know they'll make the prototype and show the company what they want it to look like and then they will try and make it following those guidelines and then have to send the samples over to get approval and then they'll leave notes like you know this fabric's wrong and, and things like that so I don't know it's always a weird line between those two but basically it's just you know where the doll starts just to show what it's going to look like. So just like an example, it's not, it's, it looks different from what hit the you know, show. Because they, they used to now with everything being 3D printed, there's not as much sculpting happening, which I feel like really kind of hurts the toys because you can just kind of tell there's a difference now. But, uh, but mainly everything was hand sculpted out of clay, hand painted, clothes are made by hand. Like I said, those first uh, Spice Girl dolls, they all have wigs. I was reading, and like you said, like they rushed these, like two months or something they, it is that they spent well, on these. They they got the idea, the, Jay Foreman, who's the man who is responsible for your Britney dolls. Yes. Um, he had saw them on the news and knew they were going to be this huge sensation, and which they were already, I mean, they were kind of late to it, honestly. Um, but it was nothing Galoob was even looking at. So technically... He got the idea in March, so they didn't start, like, trying to get the deal. And it, a lot of the stuff I kind of have to guess on because, you know, contracts and things, I know where they're at, but I'm not allowed to have them yet. Um, <laughs> one day, I'm making sure I get put into wheels. Um, they So they started around, like, April or May, like, just, you know, trying to get it. I don't think the... I'm trying to think of when, let's see. 
I want to say they officially announced in September that they had the rights. And so things probably weren't like, you know, they may have already been somewhat in motion by that point. But yeah, I mean, it was like five months or so just to get that out. It's also why Teletubbies beat the dolls because they beat them in cells that Christmas. But it's just because they were already so far into production and those dolls, the first set didn't reach stores until like the first or second week in December. And the last shipments went out like the third week, I think, in December. So like it was just, I mean, they got a lot out in a short amount of time, but it wasn't quite enough. And so I I assume like a lot had to be done quickly still, you know, whether it's five months or two months. So do you know like kind of what their process was of getting things accurate? Yeah, I mean, they had to change a lot of stuff. You you know, they would have to show them because they were, you know, presented to them. Like the girls saw them and said, yes, no, things like that. Like, you know, to begin with, Victoria's doll was going to be smiling and she's like, no, none of that. (laughs) And so they had to switch that. Scary wanted her tongue out and they were like, no, we can't like do this. And I wish they would have. It kills me. I would have loved, you know, we got it eventually with the mini on tour figure and the toy max action figures, but I don't know. I would Gene Simmons doll had his tongue out. I don't see the big deal. That's true. But, um, I just feel like it would have looked great. I don't know. It might've been weird, but, but anyway, so they had to make changes due to that. And, you know, they, there were so many outfits like to choose from. They didn't have like a real guideline. Like they were kind of just doing whatever and seeing what stuck. Um, I'm trying to, there were roughly at least like four to five different outfit choices for each girl to begin with. Um, but yeah, it's impressive that they got as many out. I don't know the exact number that they, uh, Mm -hmm. had out that Christmas, but I mean, it was a lot of dolls. Why do you think the Spice dolls were so successful? Probably like the same reason I wanted them to. It's just like, you know if you love the Spice Girls and you were a kid, you obviously wanted those. And, you know, I don't think the, the girls were hurting without those dolls, but I, you know, I think they attributed a lot to how like globally well-known they are because they were putting little replicas of them in everyone's home. So I think that's another reason why people like really remember them is because all these kids had these dolls and wanted these dolls. Um, I just, I feel like that's it. And, you know, a lot of people, they don't, a lot of the fans don't like how they were over-marketed. I think it's brilliant. And I remember, you know, Ginger would defend it in a lot of interviews. She's like, there was already unofficial merchandise. So, you know, why would they not make all of this stuff? If people was willing to buy the unofficial stuff, why not have official things out? And so I've never, and plus, I I just love like over production on things i'm a consumer whore is basically <laughs> I, I can't help it like I, I like things like that like you know when harry potter first came out and the stores were covered in it i love that kind of stuff yeah um, i like seeing it but i don't know the dolls were fun and it's one of those things too where you know again like each person identified with a different girl and you know so i feel like people you know, little kids wanted to be them and play with them and act out, you know, videos in the movie and things like that. 
So how I, I'm sure you know this. How many sets did they release? There's 11 doll sets total. That's counting Toy Max. And then three fashion sets. Because Galoob had two fashion packs and then Toy Max had one set of singing fashions. Yeah, if you don't count variants or body changes or none of that, just 11. That brings me to my next thing. On my Britney episode, I talked a lot about how there's a lot of variants. So like a lot of people have Britney collections, like your Spice Doll collections, where they will have like three Oops, I Did It Again dolls. They all kind of look the same, but there's something very subtly different. Like the font is changed on the box or she has a different head mold or her accessories or whatever was switched out. So explain to me like what what these variants are. It's mainly just, you know, there was such a demand for it. And I'm sure Brittany is probably under the same things because she was so big at the time when they were pushing them out. You know, they would have other factories make them. And I don't understand every detail of it. It's just, you know, there were other companies or, or factories that had the tooling to do it. Like they were able to. So then there's all these changes that happen with bodies. And like there's a lot of the um, on tour and girl power dolls, their heads snap off because of like the cheap plastic the other like one of the factories was using because they didn't like that at all and tried to get it stopped. But you know, there wasn't really anything they could do like once it was already going. But that's how a lot of those changes happen is just different distributors. Because, you know, there was like a French-Canadian company that was distributing the Spice Girls. There was uh, the British one. I think I, let's see, I feel like the Netherlands, Italy. There were just a lot of different factories like pushing their dolls out. So then all of these weird little changes happened. But there's body changes with the Spice Girls and it's the main question I'm always asked about and honestly I've never been satisfied with any answer I've been given because they have the Anastasia doll like Galoob had released her pretty much the same time as the Spice Girls so I've been told that it's because Anastasia didn't sell well and you know that makes sense but the only thing that would make complete sense i guess is you know they would have to go to retailers and see what they were going to order before they would start making these things and um so i feel like maybe they just hadn't had as many orders on anastasia as they thought they were going to or something and so they used all these bodies but they had to make the scary body but i still like i don't know i don't have a good enough answer for it nothing any of them have told me satisfies me (laughs) as to why those body changes happened because I've been told, like, well, the clothes didn't, you know, look right on, Not it didn't work for everything. I don't, the clothes look fine on them. So, you know, it wouldn't have been a huge adjustment. So I don't know why, uh, why they did that with those bodies. It's one of those things that I'm still trying to find an well, exact Well, it's interesting because technically, like, you, you could never have a complete collection just because there's so many differences. No, if you if you count every little variation, and I'm not saying everyone should, that's not for everyone, you know. I'm just obsessive. You know, some people they don't care, they're happy, they don't care about body differences or anything, which is the bottom line. It's what you want to collect. If you know that's what you like, then good. But I have to have every, everything and I never will. But I don't know what I would do with myself if I did. I almost went that route with the Britney doll, but then I kind of just went into 
custom doll making instead. <laughs> it's one. I, if I had more room and was super rich, I would be just as bad with her and every other celebrity doll. I don't even. I like bad celebrity dolls. Like they don't even have to look good. As if it's a celebrity, um, you know, I want them. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I just like those. I've just always been drawn to celebrity dolls. I want to talk a little bit about Britney, and I wanted to know if you could tell me any connections between the Britney and Spice Girl doll line. I know that they had some of the same designers, but I notice a lot of similarities with those dolls, with like the variations and the way they were marketed, and even some similarities. I'm like pretty sure their bodies are the same. So can can you? I, I mean, in the in my Britney episode, I was talking about this in the. Spice episode that I've already recorded I have talked about this and I just I just feel like there's a connection between all of these doll lines which are Galoo, Play Along, Toy Max and Yaboom and so I was just wondering if you had any insight on that. Well of course I do. Um, the connection with the Britney dolls is Jay Foreman was working at Galoop, and they were going to start this thing called Galoop Direct which would just be like an online ordering thing and that's one of those that I, I still have to like get back around to asking more questions. But to me, it sounded as if they were just considering like the Spice Girls just to be an online order thing because they were trying to get into that. But then, you know, there was obviously such a demand that they weren't going to go that route. But he had started trying to get that deal. And he was only at the loop for like a short time. And then he left to go start play along. And so then naturally with the success of the Spice Girl dolls, which he led them to, and again, he wasn't like involved with any of it. Like once the deals were like agreed upon and everything, he really wasn't with Galoob much longer after that. So he wasn't really involved in it, uh, but he was the one smart enough to see what they were. And so then he went and, you know, since he had such success with that and Brittany was the next big thing following then uh, Hasbro was Hasbro bought Gloob out and just for the Star Wars license. And I think that was all like nearly official almost one year to the day that the Spice Girl dolls were revealed, oddly. So, you know, the company was already just fall, not falling apart, but just being disassembled because they were after the Star Wars license. So once that was done, Jay had a lot of the ladies who worked on the Galoob line, come work on Britney. What is a bootleg Spice Girl doll? Um, something that's drove me nuts most of my life. <laughs> uh, what's funny is, as a kid, though, I wasn't that crazy about them. But, you know, like I was saying before with merchandise, they knew, you know, kids wanted stuff of them. So obviously these companies were going to try and get it. Um, what's funny though, is that the main set of girl power bootlegs was made by the same factory that was producing the dolls for Galoob. Like they went behind their back and made them, but since the internet wasn't like what it is now, they didn't even know about them until years later. Um, so there's always been this weird thing with that because people thought they were like prototypes. I don't know why people thought they were prototypes because there are so many of them and, uh, but, you know, if you look at them, you can tell they're exact same molds. It's just super cheap fabric and things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were 
there was just a demand for it. I'm, I feel like it's that way with most things. If something is popular enough, there's going to be companies that rip it off. So just incredibly cheap versions. This is crazy. Like the history behind the Spice Curl dolls is insane. Like this is a lot of stuff. Wow. <laughs> I had a lot of Spice Girls growing up. Not not 600 of them. And I... I only had... Uh, let's see, I had... 14 of them because I had all of the on four dolls. I had all of the spice it up one and then I had on stage and then I wouldn't get to buy any more until I was in my twenties. Once I was like moved out and had the internet and was working. So like as soon as I got eBay, the first thing I bought was a Jim and hologram stall. <laughs> and then after that, it was just spice girls. I think now I probably have like around 20 of them and I don't keep them in the box. And I am curious what I think is interesting is especially like the first, I think two sets, the girl power and on tour, like the outfits weren't cohesive. Like they weren't all ones that they wore at the same time. And I know they did a little bit of that later, but is there any cost spice girl costume that you wish they would have done for the doll? I say you'll be there is when I imagined them, when I knew they were making them, cause I heard that on the news again, I didn't have the internet. I just had the six o'clock news. Um, you know, I just thought they'll be in say you'll be there outfits, and I was really hoping for that. Like I'd imagined what the boxes would look like in the outfits, and then they weren't. Um, and there is a reason why the outfits don't match too, because you know, there's there's a point where it's just Spice World tour fashions, you know, that's pretty much all they're wearing. But it's that thing where they had to look at parents buying them. So you have the on tour or the, the, the girl power dolls and granted they made like some weird changes like baby is wearing her Brit award dress, but they made it pink. And then scary is wearing a leopard print outfit. She never wore, but it started as her sale be there outfit. And then they just gave it pants to match instead. And but so then when they were making the second dolls, you know, Scary's wearing her outfit from the end of Spice World and it should have had like a Dalmatian print but that would have looked like her leopard print outfit so they gave her zebra stripes and you know, Victoria's got flowers and lace added to a slip dress because their outfits were all kind of the same silhouette a lot of the time and they rewore a lot of their clothes for a lot of performances so that kind of messes with having full sets of things but um so that's mainly why the the changes happened is you know to keep people from having to buy the same doll. And those first ones is like, they were just trying to give them sort of like a signature look, if that makes sense. And, you know, and I feel like they, they've done a good job of that. 40s outfit in that set, which I just posted the other day, a lot of people tend to think that it's like, kind of her say will be their outfit, but really it's her Rolling Stone spread outfit. Cause I have the Rolling Stone magazine that they worked from initially to like do concept art. And if you look at how Sporty's hair is in the outfit, you can see that it's her outfit in the locker room photo shoot. And I feel like say it'll be there probably affected the color change. Like, cause you know, it's yellow stripes and then she had white. So it's just, it's one of those odd things, but you know, it's strange to me too, that they followed the Spice World tour so strictly. Like I wish they would have made video fashions and things, but they were getting into it so late. Um, that's just kind of what they went with. Something too, I was going to add to their outfits is, you know, people will like nitpick accuracy, but they have to understand it's a 
toy line and you know a lot of things don't translate well into the dolls and you know there were some things they would change just since they were trying to aim this at kids like they added a broad of the concert collection scary outfit because you know the outfit's a nude illusion Mm -hmm. but they just went ahead and was like you know they figured people would complain so they gave her a that top so changes like that happen to you know a lot of their outfits would not have translated well in into dolls because you know some of the photos i have they were they had considered jerry's like onesie fashion from the who do you think you are music video which is just a red leather onesie (laughs) and they had just added a random fur to her to try and you know cover things up and that's another reason why things get cut you know they had to keep like cost control like you're making five of these so you know there has to be some editing to certain things yeah i definitely noticed that in in britney doll land too like the just the cost effect you can tell where they were working with that but i i think it all looks good always amazed that they made her slave for you outfit i remember seeing that in the store as a kid and i just i didn't think they would actually make it I mean, it was nothing that bad, but, you know, how parents get offended over things. Um. So I want to talk about the Toy Hall of Fame. And I know this is something you're really pushing for the Spice Girls to be put into. I think by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be all over with. So yeah, I might I might know at that point if uh, they've made it or not. I, I always like to be hopeful and I hope, you know. I made my point enough last year to where the first blog of this year, they said a Spice devotee had pushed for the dolls to be inducted. And I was like, okay, well, could have used my name? You know it. Yeah. You saw it enough. Um, it's, you know, I just feel like if it's not going to happen now, it probably never will. And maybe for the 30th anniversary, I'll feel like pushing again, but I doubt it. Uh, but, you know, last year, instead of inducting them, it was like, I don't know, a red fire engine, uh, sand, and I think American Girl Dolls is what was inducted. And uh, it just kind of blows my mind. Uh, I get what they're going for. They're trying to, you know, kind of cover all bases and sort of old standard toys and things like that. But to me, it's a museum for kids. They run off of um, donations and things like that. So I just feel like the Spice Girls would bring them a lot of attention if they inducted it. Spice Girls are always news stories. Like, it would be everywhere. It would be a big deal. And But mainly, I just want the people who worked on them to get some kind of recognition. I know they wouldn't name them personally, but it would still, while they're with us, you know, I think they should do it. But that's... <laughs> You know, I'm not in charge, so all I can do is try to get people to to go. And, you know, I've, I've had several people comment, like, well, they don't belong in there. Well, typically it's just old men who, you know, God forbid mm-hmm. women do anything. And because basically, like, they were just talking trash to me. And, you know, where was I going with this? <laughs> also trying to thought. Um I just, I feel like it would be a smart move on their their part to induct them. And I just don't know if it'll happen because they have a board that reviews the nominations. They decide what they think should be inducted. So even if I get like enough nominations, there's still no guarantee they'll get in there. 
What is the Toy Hall of Fame? Most people didn't even know it existed. I didn't know it until the middle of last year when I started pushing for it. Like half the people I've even got to like, you know, share my stuff who work in toys didn't even know about it. So I'm just like, that should tell them that they really need to change strategies. Uh, it's located in Rochester, New York, inside of the Strong, um, I'm trying to think if that's the correct name, the Strong Museum it's like a place kids can go and do activities like science things, but then part of it is the Toy Hall of Fame. And so every year, you know, it's open for anybody to nominate what they think belongs in there. And then a board of people who I'm assuming are also involved within the Toy Association, they decide on what, like, who is going to be up for a nominee. And I think I could be wrong on this. I think they allow the public to also vote on that once they've selected the, the finalist. I believe they select 12, if I'm not mistaken. It may be less than that. But they select so many finalists, and then they announce the three that... So I just I feel like they should, but I don't know. I've done all I can, and there's nobody that's ever pushed harder for it than I have because it's open for anyone. They told me specifically you can do anything to get enough attention to show us that this still is relevant enough to be inducted and, you know, just make my point. So, I yeah, I don't, I've done, I mean, I've sent them everything. Like I've kept them up to date on every like published article I've had that the dolls have ever had. Um, and even right now, the, the people uh, celebrates the nineties magazine the Spice Girls are the center of the book. They typically are in any of those review books. The Spice Girls are the center of all of it. Um, even like the Tom, I think it's Tom Life year in 97 picture book. The dolls are the center photo, like the, the photo call for them. And but so I've kept them up to date on this. I even sent them like the link to uh, Pawn Stars where they just had the on tour dolls on there. And there were just so many comments on Facebook and Twitter of people saying, like, I had these dolls and I remember these. You know, there was just tons of comments. Like, people recognize them, even if they don't know each girl's name. You know, so they, and there's four categories. The toy has to be, like, iconic, which they do not come anymore. Even if you look at Jerry's dress alone, because up until... I think five years ago, it was the most expensive piece of pop culture memorabilia ever purchased when Hard Rock Cafe bought it. And then Marilyn's seven-year itch dress, I think. It might be Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, but I think it's seven-year itch dress outsold it. But even still, so like she's wearing one of the most iconic dresses in history. So you'd think that would help too. Um And let's see, I think innovation is one of them. That's the weakest one because... The only defense I have on that is that they showed that there was still a market for celebrity dolls and longevity is the other. And people still want these dolls. You can even look at these rainbow high and LOL dolls are clearly doing Spice Girl related things now. And Barbie, I actually stopped buying girl power shirts that Barbie's had in the last like two years. Cause there's so many, I just gave up like every shirt she has in fashion packs, I feel like says girl power or some abbreviation of it. So, you know, they've left their effect. They deserve to be there. And hopefully it would kind of get the museum more attention and maybe make it move into a different direction instead of inducting sand, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think these dolls should be recognized in something like that. I, 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 I mean, for me, it's the Spice Dolls changed my life. They're almost more iconic than Barbie to me. So that's crazy. Barbie is the first thing that they inducted to into the Toy Hall of Fame. So, and and they can't do that either. Where like the Guinness, like oh, it's too specific. No, they have the Cabbage Patch Kids. They have American Girl. They have Barbie. Um, so, you know, and I, I also I even offered to give them the set of dolls. I even said I would like give them, I would, if I needed to walk to them to take them, I will go. It's like seven and a half hours, I think, like a drive from here, but I would do whatever. I don't care. Just induct them. I don't even care if they don't give me any kind of credit for pushing for it. None of this. Like, I just want them in there. Um. So I only have like two more questions. So in 2020, they were going, do you know what Loot Crate is? Yeah. A scam, scam artist. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> they were going to do scam artists, in my opinion. Um, they were going to do a new Britney doll and shit hit the fan and it all fell through and no one ever got refunded for it. Allegedly, I didn't. But do you think, well, do you think we will ever see a new set of Spice Girl fashion or limited edition dolls? Normally, I I would say I hope there are no more Spice Girl dolls made because it's more I have to keep up with. That's right. my only reason against it. Uh, I've actually went to, I don't even know how many toy companies, this like starting at the end of last year, trying to get them to listen to me to make, my idea was that they should make fashion packs to fit the original dolls. Do not produce new dolls. It wouldn't be as, you know, I don't see it would be this huge cost if they would just make like missing outfits or sets of outfits, people would buy them. Like yeah. I have no doubt that it would have done incredibly well. I made mock-ups and everything of like what outfits I know people would want, just some kind of acknowledgement for the dolls for the 25th anniversary and none of them would listen to me. That sucks. That would have been a cool thing, even if they just put it online. Yeah, and the closest I come to was the people who own Cindy Pedigree. Um, well, not Pedigree. It's a man and his son now, but they own Cindy. And they came really close to doing it. And they were like, oh, it would be enough time for us to get them out for the 25th anniversary. And I'm like, you don't need to just announce them on the anniversary and take pre-orders. That way you don't have to make like extra. You know, there are plenty of business things I don't understand, but I've at least tried to get these people to listen to me <laughs> to to do it. And but so far it seems like it won't happen. Everyone wants Funko. I don't I don't know. It's mm. another thing I fear because if they make them. Oh yeah. I have quite a bit of Funko Pops. Like and they are they're making tons of Britneys. There's like six or seven of them. And I thought about that. I was like the ones that I really wish they would make, sorry, are Spice Girls and Desperate Housewives. <laughs> like, do you know? I wish I had the Desperate Housewives dolls. I oh my god, they they're so cute. Out. Well, I know a lot of people don't like those, but to me, they're, they're just classy. Yeah. They just they stand out. Like, if you have them with other stuff, they're so different looking. I wish I had them, but yeah, I I just don't want to keep up with new stuff. Okay, so I know you collect a lot of other dolls. What are some of your other favorite doll lines that you collect? Well, I loved Monster High until I had so many that I still can't even display them all. The, some of my boxes of them are so heavy, I can't even lift them <laughs> like by myself. Like I've, I have so many in them. Uh, Strawberry Shortcake 
and Jim and the Holograms are two of my favorite. I just, Iconic. I have a lot of strawberry shortcake, but I don't have tons of Jim because they're so large and they're so expensive. Uh, but the first like Jim doll, and that's, you know, it's one of those things I have to at least like find something to please myself. I know there's no way I'm getting all of them. Um, and then other than that, like, again, just looking a lot of celebrity dolls, um, and Rainbow Bright, I mean, she is a doll. I don't count her as like, you know, normal poseable doll, but I really love those. I have a bunch of them. Um, but strawberry would be like next in line. I don't even know how many strawberry dolls I have. I don't have enough. Do you have any Britney dolls? I only have three Britneys. Which ones? Uh, I have the hippie Pepsi. I have her like standard Pepsi commercial outfit. Well, the one when she rips the jumpsuit off. Mm -hmm. And then I have the Las Vegas um, Elvis jumpsuit. Amazing. So Adam, thank you so much for being on with me today. I had this idea to make a podcast about dolls and you were one of the first people I thought about talking to you. So I really appreciate your time. I can't thank you enough. Um, Where can people find you on Instagram or any social media? Thank you for having me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Spice Girl Dolls. And then my regular account is Sour Pie Man, which to Strawberry Shortcake, it's the villains from Strawberry Shortcake combined. Uh, so I'm a Sour Pie Man on Instagram and TikTok. And then I think I'm just Adam Weatherly on Twitter. I hope the Spice Dolls get put into that Hall of Fame, man. Like, I couldn't agree with you more. I Such an iconic moment. And just what a what a time to be alive, right? When the Spice Girls were just... I feel bad for anyone who didn't get to live through it. Me too. Um, and then hopefully, you know, one day I could have you back on and we could talk about some other doll lines because I just... I, I would love to see your collection in person sometime. It looks incredible. You can come visit anytime you want. I tell everyone that and no one ever does. Oh my God. Well, I totally will. And thank you for being here and we'll talk soon. Okay, guys. So that was my discussion with Adam Weatherly. That was so much fun for me. I learned so much. Adam, I cannot thank you enough for coming onto the show and <laughs> just telling me all these cool facts about the Spice Girl dolls. Next time, I'm going to be talking about Barbie, and Barbie has probably been, so far, the most difficult doll to research. There is just so much information about her, and I found it so challenging to decide what I was going to include in the episode, and I also found it the most interesting so far. That's no shade to the Spice Girls or Britney, but... I learned so much while I was researching Barbie, and she has a really interesting history. So stay tuned for that. Until then, please, if you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe to my channel, tell your friends about it, and follow me on Instagram, Iconic Dollcast, and Britney Spears Custom Dolls, and I will see you guys next time. Bye.